following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help, and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, we have taken a look over a couple of uh, other uh, programs of of this uh, to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses and to look at into our keys for living that was uh, put together on that topic to uh, really to give an historical background, to give some understanding and foundation of what Jehovah's Witnesses believe. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, you know, we talk about biblical hope and practical help around here. And uh, that's the strength of this discussion is that we would have practical steps in order to, uh, how do we talk to a person who is of that faith or or even thinking about that faith that Jehovah's Witnesses, how do we talk to them about it from a a, a strong biblical perspective and with uh, our our evangelical mindset and Christianity um, uh, holding firm to those beliefs? So how do we talk yes. about that? And so we have uh, gone through some of those in a previous uh, two previous programs. I encourage people to go back and listen to those as well as all as well as get our keys for living on the topic of Jehovah's Witnesses. But we were talking about what uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses claimed that or have claimed that Jesus uh, is not to be worshipped. And so mm-hmm. what, what's the uh, biblical correction? What's the truth that, that God's word says about it? By the way, that is the format that we have used, just correction for their claims, or I like to think of it as uh, correct the confusion, hmm. because no one wants to be wrong, and yet if you believe something um, and sincerely believe it, uh, it, but it still is wrong, then I think there's confusion. So. Yeah, and um, let me just say, too, mm-hmm. I appreciate that it's not just our guesswork or things we've heard, uh, things you've heard in writing this, but it's uh, looking into actual Jehovah's Witnesses documents to say what yes. they believe. And, and um, I, I have always felt that a person who's a part of any cult um, understand they are sincere. They believe they're right. And yet what we look at is the Bible, and I'm talking about that which, now they will have their own version of the Bible, but there are so many things that are in conflict with the watchtower, uh, the, the, the way in which uh, scriptures have been translated uh, by their founder, uh, that's the problem, but uh, let me let me be specific about your your uh, not question, but but uh, their claim, mm-hmm. which is Jesus is not to be worshipped. Um, if we look at the scripture, we see in Matthew two the second. Um, in fact, this is really the beginning of the New Testament. Um, Matthew the second chapter verse eleven. I'm going to read this. On coming to the house, the Magi, they uh, saw the child, that would be Jesus, with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh. 
Um, we see also in uh, Matthew 14, verse 33, this is having just seen Jesus uh, empower Peter to walk on water, which is actually totally not natural. It's unnatural. Therefore, it is supernatural. The disciples who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So the correction is Jesus was worshipped and is to be worshipped because when you look at the, all the scriptures, you see that Jesus is God. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, very good. I think that's uh, important for us to point out. Well, one of the key doctrines of, uh, of our evangelical faith, I say our, but uh, of evangelical faith and doctrine is mm-hmm. the Trinity. And that is where uh, many people depart. That's where you can really see the difference between um, the, the, the faith and uh, cults, for example, as we're talking about today. So um, the, the Jehovah's Witnesses mistakenly believe that the doctrine of Trinity is actually the worship of three gods. And I've heard that from uh, people mm-hmm. other than Jehovah's Witnesses. Well, isn't that uh, what they would call tritheism? Uh, three gods. And the truth is that the Bible proclaims in many places that there is only one true God, what we would call monotheistic. Yes, and it's important to actually quote the scripture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Romans 3 says, we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. Is God the God of the Jews only? Is, this is all scripture. Is he not God of the Gentiles too? Yes, of the Gentiles too. Since there, listen to this, since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. The point is, the Bible teaches there is only one God, not only in the New Testament, which have just read, but also in the Old Testament. So there is one God, in, and we're, we're going to explain the Trinity, because this is very, very important. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. 
Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics of Jehovah's Witnesses we're talking about tonight and uh, really going through that um, as a, a study, as a, a way to, to illustrate and, and show you what's in the keys for living on that. If you'd like all of this in one place, we would like to um, recommend the keys for living there. You can call our customer support team, by the way, and talk to them about any questions you have, if there's something else going on in your life, or if you'd like to get a hold of these uh, keys on Jehovah's Witnesses. They will be glad to help you with that and to get those sent out to you. Just order directly from them. Our keys for living, by the way, on Jehovah's Witnesses called a counterfeit kingdom or not. And uh, customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to hear from you and help you get the right information in your hands. Again, 800-488-HOPE. June, I mentioned that we have had two programs recently that have uh, covered this, and this is the third. Uh, We are talking about Jehovah's Witnesses. They are, by the way, uh, they were on August 15th of this year, 2023, and August 24th of this year, if people would like to go back and listen to those uh, episodes as well. Could uh, state those dates again. That's August 15th okay. and August 24th of 2023, both. And I can't take credit. Uh, it was our engineer, Robert, who sent me that <laughs> Just, note. <laughs> good. That's helpful. <laughs> Teamwork. Okay. So <laughs> if we can continue talking about the Trinity, as you as you ended that last segment talking about that, that this is just a crucial uh, point of our theology, mm-hmm. and it's just a, a great, it's a foundational truth. And so uh, continue, if you would, with that. Sure. Well, let let me explain. The Jehovah's Witnesses teach that the Father alone is deity. Um, they designate the Holy Spirit to be an impersonal force. And that term is unusual, an impersonal force that emanates from the Father, and they relegate Jesus to the category of uh, being a created being, that he was the first of God's creations, and I I know there is a scripture that that would relate to. I understand where they could get that, but prior to coming to earth, uh, they teach this. He was Michael the Archangel. Now, a lot of people don't know that. And so sometimes when I'm talking with a person, uh, I'll, I'll ask, um, 
do you believe, and I'm, I'm talking about uh, a person who's contemplating becoming a Jehovah's Witness, I will say, do you believe that Jesus is actually Michael, the archangel? And uh, that so far, every person I've asked has said no. And I'll say, well, are you aware that that is the teaching of Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, that he uh, was first Michael the archangel, and uh, since his, um, his death, he became Michael the archangel again. And people are always surprised at that. So it's just helpful for you to know this. Hmm. Uh, the point then, if that was presented as such, Jesus would be less than God, uh, but higher than the typical man. Um, uh, but this would be in his pre-incarnate state. This heresy, by the way, is also known as Arianism. Arianism. And it was prevalent uh, in the second century church. Uh, at the Council of Nicaea in the year 325 AD, this he heresy was laid to rest when Jesus was proclaimed to be fully God and fully man. So that is some background that's helpful to understand. Now, if indeed there is only one God, then why the Trinitarian position, uh, which is a bedrock belief, uh, and it was in the early church. And why has the doctrine of the Trinity been tenaciously taught mm -hmm. throughout the centuries yeah. within churches that hold to biblical inerrancy? Um, I believe that the Bible is inerrant. In other words, um, without error. Well, so consider this. The Bible teaches that within the one true God, three co-equal, co-eternal persons exist. The Father, the Son, that would be Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So the Father, and I'm going to support this with Scripture, the Father is called God. This is 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6. There is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. So here we see one God, and it's designating um, the Father, at the beginning of that scripture, 1 Corinthians 8, 6. Likewise, the Son is called God in multiple places. Um, I'll read uh, Hebrews 1, 8. About the Son, meaning the, the Son, He, referring to God, He says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. And righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. 
So this is God speaking about the Son, he says. And this is Hebrews, the very first chapter, verse 8. About the Son, God says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. Mm. And righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. Well, what about the Holy Spirit? Now, there's one particular passage that's in the book of Acts. And this is the key verse for seeing that the Holy Spirit is not just a force, as is taught by Jehovah's Witnesses. Acts 5, beginning in verse 3. Uh, it's verses 3 and 4. And it's, it's describing a scenario. It is uh, how Ananias... And uh, is being confronted by Peter because uh, Ananias, who would have been, I'm going to call him a, a disciple. Um, this is after uh, Jesus uh, was resurrected. But um, he was to be a follower of, of Jesus, um, a disciple. Um, and uh, yet Peter says... Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some money you received from the land? Did it, not, did it belong to you before it was sold? Or didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal what made you think of doing such a thing? Now listen to this. You have not lied to men, but to God. Mm -hmm. And the point was, the Holy Spirit was being addressed here. Um, you have lied to the Holy Spirit. And so then Peter is saying, you have lied not to men, but to God. Again, that's Acts 5 verses 3 and 4. So this is one way we can look at this, how the Bible teaches that within the one true God, there are three co-equal, co-eternal persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Now, a second major point. Consider this. The Bible presents the attributes of deity for each person of the Trinity. In other words, I as June Hunt, you, Jeff, mm -hmm. <laughs> as Jeff Oliver, uh, we are Christians, but we do not have the eternal deity attributes that are stated uh, that would be a, a characteristic of God alone. Um, these are attribute, attributes that can only be assigned to God. There's omnipotence. There's omniscience and omnipresence. Those three, I'm going to describe them. Omnis um, omnipotence means all-powerful. The omni is the all, 
potent is meaning powerful, something that's potent, but it's all powerful. Well, the Holy, uh, the, the, the Bible talks about, uh, refers to the Father as being omnipotent. And this is Jeremiah 32, verse 17. Um, if you'd like, you can just, well, I'll, I'll go on and read this. O sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. So that's very clear yeah, that he yeah. it was the creator of the heavens and the earth. Um, about the sun, John 13, verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had put, I'm, I'm reading scripture, quote, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. So, obviously, all things under his power. Um, the Holy Spirit. In what way is the Holy Spirit considered all-powerful? Romans 15 Verse 19, the power of signs and miracles are through the power of the Spirit. So we see that as a characteristic of deity, omnipotence. Secondly, uh, omniscience, meaning knowing all, the Heavenly Father. Uh, in Romans eleven thirty-three. Oh, the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Uh, he knows all. We see that also of the Son, Jesus. Uh, you can look up John 16, 30. Uh, we now see that you, Jesus, know all things etc. And then the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. We'll come back and talk about how Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are everywhere. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? 
So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our discussion of Jehovah's Witnesses in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about Jehovah's Witnesses, or maybe there's some other issue in your life, then you'd like to talk about that uh, with us. We uh, will give you a phone number in just a minute if you'd like some resources on that. Here is the way to get in touch with our customer support team. They're at 800 488 hope That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll be happy to hear kind of what's going on in your life and what direction you would like, what uh, resources you'd uh, want to take a look at, and they'll help you to get those. Either order directly from them or look at some free resources on our website that are available there, and uh, you can certainly uh, talk to them at the Keys for Living on Jehovah's Witnesses called A Counterfeit Kingdom or Not. And again, their number, 800 488 hope that's 800-488-4673. Well, Jane, we left off there talking about the the three omnis. We have omni, uh, um, I'm going to get them wrong, omniscient. <laughs> omnipotent. <laughs> I have to look yeah. them up too. Uh, <laughs> omnipotent, and now we go to omnipresence, that God is everywhere present in uh, really all three uh, of the, the persons of the Trinity. Right. Well, the, the Father... Uh, it's very interesting scripture, Jeremiah 23, verses 23 and 24. Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Um, just going to the end. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? I think that would indicate ev- that he is everywhere. That's everywhere. Uh, the Holy uh, uh, the Holy Spirit, um, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. So that that's referring to the Spirit of God. And likewise, the Son, um, this is where Jesus said, Surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. So there's not going to be time when he is not present. Um, and and I think it's important uh, to understand. But by the way, Jeff, I used to um, use an analogy. <clears throat> uh, I have a different analogy now, but mm. I used to think of, you know, how, how can you think about the uh, the Trinity, yes. and I I would say if you're driving a car, let's say uh, 
It's not hot at all. We're saying it's freezing, freezing. In fact, uh, it's uh, raining, except the rain turns to what? Ice, or we might say okay. sleet, or something. Yeah, yeah some form. So, of. so what you you have is H two O. H two O stands typically. You think of what H two O? Water. Water. Okay, but if it's freezing, it's ice. It can be snow or ice. But if you're driving in your car and, um, or or let's say you're just idling there, but the car's running. Mm -hmm. If you look at the hood and it's really, really cold, you see what coming from the hood? Steam. Hopefully that's all you see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said it. Right. So you see three different forms. Uh, now, that is how I used to say it. So H2O, yes, it is water, but it's also at times s- snow, uh, ice, but it's also H2O can be steam. Now, some would say, well, that could break down. There's, so I have one that, uh, a different one. Um, this analogy describes daylight. Um, scientifically, light is comprised of three primary colors, red, yellow, and blue. Each color is separate, but... Most people don't know this. When blended together, they form or make white light or daylight. If you look out, now this is hope in the night as a radio <laughs> program. Well, you won't see it at nighttime. But daylight is made up of those three colors put together. They function as one. Similarly, each person of the Trinity is a separate, distinct person. But together, they constitutes they constitute the Trinity and function as one. Very good. Yeah, I think that's a, a strong uh, way to look at that. I, I like that illustration a lot. Um, well, you have uh, in in the Keys for Living on Jehovah's Witnesses, you have uh, a section here that I have told you I really like because maybe just the, its simplicity that it is uh, the ABCs of witnessing to the mm-hmm. witnesses. And you go through uh, almost half of the alphabet to get the ABCs <laughs> out. And so and in the first of those, the A, of course, we, we assume they are sincere. And what, yes. is, what do we learn about that from the Bible? Well, you know, I, I think the, the point is in Romans 10, verse 2, For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Now, this is not specifically referring to Jehovah's Witnesses, but those who are sincere and yet not based on God's truth. And that's what it's referring to. So, the B, (laughs) be compassionate and loving. 
um, you know, if we are compassionate, we're being Christ-like. And when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, uh, this is a scripture, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. And that's Mark 6, verse 34. So when people don't don't embrace, uh, whether it's the Trinity, but that they're, they're embracing a a theology, a doctrinal position that does not line up with the Bible. Yes, they can be sincere, but we must not uh, attack in any way. Be compassionate as Jesus was. Uh, we see in Mark six thirty four those who needed help and hope. Mm-hmm. So the C, the, as we're walking through the alphabet here, the C is that uh, we call them by name. I'll tell you why I um, think this is important. There are those who, if they see that a person is a Jehovah's Witness who might be at their door, um, many will just slam the door in their face. This is a terrible testimony about um, being insulting. Instead, I believe it's right to call them by name. Now, you may not have time to hear their presentation, but you could greet them and... um, you know, Proverbs ten thirty two says, the lips of the righteous know what is fitting. And I think we need to be respectful. And because they do expect the door to be slammed in their faces. Instead, we can be uh, thoughtful and uh, you, you could be used by God to actually draw someone to Christ who needs to know the Lord in his fullness. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, so the, what I'm hearing is that um, the, the, the relationship is key. It's important that you have mm-hmm. relationship established with somebody and not just yes. the, you know, what we might call clobber passages that would say, well, this is <laughs> kind of the slam dunk and I'm going to win the battle. Well, that's not what we're trying to do, really. Right. It can, we can come off arrogant mm-hmm. in that case, and therefore we're not representing Christ. And I kind of preempted the next point, uh, by the way, with my illustration, because um, I said, don't slam the door in their faces. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the D. Yeah. Call them by name and don't slam the door in their faces. Uh, realize uh, the Bible says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So we it's not just opposing a person who's who you may be in a conversation with and who has an opposing position. Uh, we're, we're raging, waging a, a spiritual battle, and we are to be Christ-like. Yes, there's something much bigger uh, at stake here 
um, then yes. as we see the in the unseen realms that we um, we we don't often think about that struggle is not against flesh and blood, but um, but against uh, spiritual forces. So yeah, very important for that. So the E of uh, of our ABCs of witnessing to the witnesses is to explain how you know that you have received eternal life through Christ. Now, <clears throat> you know, um, I'll say it this way. A person could say, you're wrong. You know, I could say, Jeff, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you are sharing your testimony, that is your experience. And if I were a Jehovah's Witness, and if I were to hear you describe how you came into a life-changing relationship with Christ, um, I, I can't take away what your experience has been. Now, I can think, well, I, I think you're wrong, but there's nothing like a first-person testimony uh, sharing how you came into a life-changing relationship with Jesus yes. and the difference He has made in your life. And I know periodically, in fact, today, this very day, I was asked to uh, about my story. Um, someone wanted to know, how did you um, have anything to do with coming to Christ? And I shared that. And um, I and and I put it in context of pain in my life, uh, how how I grew up, and the difference, the peace that I had following, and and the the lack of, in fact, how how God changed my life through instead of me uh, being bitter, and I was bitter, instead of me hating my father, and I did hate my father. But uh, what took place after becoming an authentic Christian and how my focus changed, and it needed to change uh, because I was doing no good uh, uh, looking at my father with daggers in my Mm. eyes. And I I did that intentionally because I thought nobody is confronting him. And so I, as though my daggers were going to change him, and they did not. All it built was animosity. But I'm the one who needed to change so that potentially he would change. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. 
The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Uh, This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. We have Keys for Living on this topic as we're talking about today, the Jehovah's Witnesses. We have uh, the Keys for Living there called A Counterfeit Kingdom or Not. Jehovah's Witnesses, A Counterfeit Kingdom or Not. We also have generally the uh, Keys for Living on the topic of cults. You may be interested in that as well. That's called the Truth Twisters. And you can talk to customer support about how you can get those materials into your hands. They'll help order those for you and get them sent on their way. Now, if there's something you'd like to speak with June about on a uh, specific situation in your life, maybe you are being confronted by someone in a cult or uh, questioned about your faith, and you'd like to just come back with a, a stronger, um, uh, better, uh, I won't say argument, It's not we're not arguing with people, but with a, a better defense of what you believe, then uh, we would like to help you to get that information in your hands. Maybe there's a relationship issue you have. Uh, maybe there's some uh, some other struggle that you're having in your life. Whatever it is, just call us and we'd like to help you do that and talk to June about it on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. That number is 800-917, 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and talk to you about what questions you have and uh, schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We do have availability coming up in the next few days and uh, we'd like to hear from you. Again, 800 night 17. Well, getting back to our material here, June, I do want to tell people that we have covered a lot of this material as well on two previous programs as we're finishing out the topic of Jehovah's Witnesses tonight. And so that's if people would like to go to hopefortheheart.org and look up previous programs, they can certainly do that and find the first part of this discussion on August 15th of this year, 2023, and then mm-hmm. the second part on August 24th, 2023, and then rounding out today. And uh, so that would be uh, all the, uh, much of the material there, but helpful to have it in people's hands too, if they'd uh, call our customer support and get that, uh, the full uh, keys for living on Jehovah's Witnesses. So as you're talking about that and and, uh, marching through the ABCs of uh, witnessing to the witnesses, we are on letter F, and we are to focus on the prophecies that discredit the Watchtower as a false prophet. Now, a lot of people uh, don't uh, know all of these prophecies that were given. We have a 
list of all of them, um, and we have the source also from which it, it's the it's the Jehovah's Witness um, publication. We list what the publication was where these um, predictions were uh, specifically in eighteen. 74. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to read a, a few. Uh, they say in 1874, Christ returned invisibly and Armageddon, the Battle of Armageddon, began. Uh, at 1889, the Battle of Armageddon uh, will end, they say, in 1914. Well, in 1914, the world does not end mm. with Armageddon. Um, and so, therefore, the society, it's called the society, later changed the prediction. They began to predict that the 1914 um, began the last generation and that some of those who are alive in 1914, would live long enough to survive Armageddon and live forever on paradise earth. Um, so they were saying that uh, in 1917 that God will destroy <clears throat> all the churches wholesale. That, that's a quote. The churches wholesale and church members by the millions that was to take place in 1918. Well, in 1918, the churches were not destroyed. And um, likewise, the church member, the, the millions of church members, Christian church members, uh, were not destroyed. So those are the types of things, and we have them all listed, and it, it's quite a number of them about um, even... Uh, they, they said, uh, we may confidently expect that in 1925 will mark the return of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, <clears throat> and the faithful prophets of old. Hmm. Well, uh, the year, and they, they said the year 1925 uh, is a date definitely and clearly marked in the scriptures. This is 1924, so they were t saying the date. The, the year before that, they were affirming, well, here it is 1925, and obviously Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob do not return. Uh, that was from the 1920 prediction. Now, again, there are, are many others, but it just, it, we have that for you if you want uh, to get our keys on this particular topic. Uh, now, the scriptures, now what about prophecies? Listen to this. I'm going to read Deuteronomy 18, verses 20 and 22. A prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything that I have not commanded him to say, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, must be put to death. If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. Again, they gave all these prophecies, and there's a great judgment of God if uh, if it were enacted. Uh, they're literally the death penalty mm -hmm. because it's taking God as and uh, uh, 
being blasphemous, not fulfilling at all what they say God would do. And I think what happens is when those don't come to pass, then they'll, I guess they would call it, kind of reinterpret what was <clears throat> yes. believed or just and, and seemingly ignore that it was even talked about previously. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So the G of our alphabet on witnessing to the witnesses, G is give them copies of their own materials that document those errors. Uh, I've talked to a number of people who have literally had copies and then gave those, and that has been uh, amazingly powerful if you have that access. Or at least you could give these particular dates and, and, and with the references of their, it's, it's from their authoritative sources, um, meaning it's not what we say uh, who are not Jehovah's Witnesses. And the Bible even says, those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of truth. You do not do this arrogantly, of course, based on 2 Timothy 2.25. Um, it, is, it is vital that if we give them something, uh, sometimes I will say, I would love to know your opinion about this. That's how I do it. Hmm. I would love to know your opinion about this. And people many times will take something. Now, they are not allowed to take um, anything that we, as or that I would have as a Christian. They are not to take any other materials from any other source. But I think that if it's you're you're giving a, a copy of their materials or their prophecies that could work. Yes, good. Uh, next, we have uh, to, that we should have appropriate tracts available for them. There can be material that could be valuable. Uh, I mentioned um, when I had just taught on this um, for nine hours and. I remember my friend called me and uh, uh, who had uh, helped me with the presentation. She said, where's the scripture? Right there at my door and all. And so when she shared, she gave some answers respectfully. And this couple, they took our material um, that had just been taught. But again, that's unusual, but have have something available if they could uh, be open to taking it. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so next, the I of our ABCs is to impart pertinent scripture, but be prepared for them to change the meaning. Right. Well, now, the Bible says in Hebrews 4, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judge, judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So this is what you could do. <clears throat> like when I open my Bible, I, I show uh, a person, if they allow me to, that Jesus is 
Jehovah, uh, the Lord Almighty. The, 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 the objective here is, uh, I'm going to give you how to deal with this. You ask the question, who is referred to in Isaiah 44, verse 6? And the answer, based on the scripture, is the Lord Almighty is the first and the last. Mm-hmm. And that, and so first and last means Alpha and Omega in Greek, it's the same words. So you're looking in the Old Testament passage, who is referred to, and it does say the Lord Almighty. And then, then you ask, and this is a key thing to do, who is referred to in Revelation 1, 5 through 8? And you read that passage, and it's talking about Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. Again, yes, yes. the first and the last. Then you come back and you say, do you see that the truth of God's holy word clearly shows that Jesus is the Lord Almighty. And so, again, write down those scriptures, Isaiah 44, verse 6. You start with that one from the uh, what we call the Old Testament. But this is Isaiah the prophet. And then you see it's Jesus uh, as the first and the last in Revelation 1, verses 5 through 8. All right, and we have um, the letter J, join an agreement with them whenever possible. Yes. Find uh, common ground. Finding common ground is vital. Uh, agree where, where, where you know it is absolutely true, and that is being thoughtful. Second Timothy 2, Second uh, uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 24 explains our attitude, how we must not quarrel, be kind, be able to teach, you know, not resentful. Great. The and, K. The, and the K is mm-hmm. keep praying for wisdom and their eyes to be opened. Yeah. Uh, always be prayerful. Uh, this is right, based on Ephesians 1.18. And uh, pray that the, their eyes, the eyes of their heart would be enlightened. Great. And uh, finally, learn all you can about answering doctrinal differences because truth alone will set Jehovah's Witnesses free. And isn't it wonderful? It's Jesus who said, Hmm. you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There are many, many who have been set free to see that indeed Jesus is God. We have resources on the topic of cults. And uh, that is called The Truth Twisters. Also on this topic, as we talked about tonight, Jehovah's Witnesses called A Counterfeit Kingdom or Not. And uh, we have those resources here. If you'd like to give to support the ministry here, to support this radio program being on in your area, just uh, you can give to the following address, hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you for that. You may order these resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. Hope.